0: Everybody, my name is Lindsay Lawrence and I'm the executive editor of Anime News Network. Joining me today is Jackie Jing. She's back from E3. Yay. You might have seen her. Day.
1: Hi, everybody. Hi,
0: and this is Mr. AJ Cosplay from the Cartoon Cipher. He creates great video content for us. We've got new people in the chat, so I thought we'd do like a little, a little intro, quick. I didn't, I didn't allow you guys to prep for this at all. First, quick, Jackie, favorite anime go
1: of all time, Cowboy Bebop. All,
2: all right, without AJ. question uh Toradora. <laughs> well, that, that's a good show, though. But that it is I a good expected.
1: show.
0: That is a it, good show. That is not what I that made me cry. I'm yeah. so. Oh, cool. I know. It has a really good ending and everything, which isn't something you always get from a rom com. So, like, yeah, it's one of the better rom coms out there. Maybe so I'm today,
1: sorry. Lindsay, what's your favorite anime? <laughs> yeah,
0: you can't put right. us on spot a- like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> hey, no, you can't do this to me. Um, Sailor Moon was my first one. <laughs> <laughs> and my current favorite, current favorite, I'm going to talk, well, we're all going to talk about some of our favorites from the season during the after show today. Uh, my current favorite is Odd Taxi, so I'm, I'm excited to kind of talk about that and why, why it's really hitting for me. Before we get started, we have a really important event coming up on Wednesday. If all of you came here because you saw that cool tweet by ProZD, aka uh, Sung Won Cho, he's going to be with us on Wednesday for the Summer Anime Trailer Watch Party. That starts at 5 p.m. Pacific. 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to watch every single trailer for the summer anime season. So if you haven't decided what you want to watch yet, or you just feel like there's too much, let us help you filter through all of that. This will be right ahead of Anime News Network's preview guide, which will also launch on July 1st. That's when the first new show starts. But yes, uh, we're going to watch every single trailer and uh, hopefully pick out some of the good ones. You can tell from this beautiful image I created that uh, one of them is Kobayashi's Dragon Maid second season, which hype for that, uh, KyoAni's newest. So that'll be one of the trailers we watch. So just want to let you guys all know about that. I also always, always have to plug our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for Anime News Network's newsletter, that's at www.animainewsnetwork.com slash newsletter. And also head over to kaimonomerch.com because we've got some really great shirts, hoodies, zip-ups, stickers, Um, All kinds of cool uh, coffee mugs or tea, depending on what you'd like to put in your mug over there. So make sure to check that out. So without further ado, we're going to talk about some of our favorite shows for the spring season that are ending. We're going to let Jackie go first. Jackie, you wanted to talk about Tokyo Revengers. I know it's going to be in the hot
1: seat first. Okay. You're used to it. So... It's so funny because when we had the last season's watch party, I was not into this at all. Like I just like wasn't feeling it. Like I was like, okay, like biker gangs. And the time travel thing like really confused me. I was like, I don't know what the hell is going on there, but I ain't messing with it. Right. But then, you know, just got bored. And I decided to watch the first episode and I was like, oh my God, this is so so good and basically like i don't know if i'm going to summarize it well because like when i heard the initial summaries like i said i was like this is over my head and i don't like it at all (laughs) but there's this boy and when he was in middle school like he was like rocking it like he was the head of his little gang and like you know he was like super confident and it was like a highlight of his life he had this like great girlfriend like everything was good and then like fast forwards probably like 10 years or so he's got to be like in his early 20s or you know just maybe late teens but you know very early part of his you know young adult life i guess you would say and he is kind of a loser you know like i think he you know he's gets bossed around by his boss he's like bossed around by everybody and it's just kind of like you just you feel bad for the guy and then he strangely finds out on the news that his um like middle school girlfriend passed away and um I don't remember specifically how he gets sent back in time, but he gets sent back and oh yeah, he got pushed in front of a freaking subway. Yeah. He gets pushed in front of a subway and then he gets sent back in time. I'm telling you right now, this all sounds nuts. <laughs> and like I'm like, why would I ever suggest someone watch this? But then honestly, the whole time I'm like, this is so weird. But what got me was that j- these just hit the emotional beats so well. Like he, he cares about his friends so much and he puts himself on the line so much. And um, it's crazy because he gets a second chance. Cause I think like for, he ends up where he is like in, in real life, like in his young adult life, he ends up where he is because he runs away from all of his problems and he doesn't confront things, you know, Right. But this second time around, he's like, no, I'm going to confront things. And it's, it's because like, he. It's kind of like this Christmas carol thing going on where it's like he can see what his not really bad decisions, but the life path that he originally took ended up as. And then it's like so now he has this chance to really remedy not only his life, but other people's lives and like turn people who were super evil into like a good human and like someone who got, you know, I don't want to spoil too much, actually. So like, let me just leave it at that. But the emotional beats are there. And um, like I like literally was not into this show at all, but the writing is there. Like there are so many points where it's like I-, I don't know how to describe it. Like it's just like as someone who is older now, and I look back on my life, I'm just like wow. Like wouldn't it be cool if you could go back and just like replay some moments like this in your life? And it's like you- you're rooting for him. You know, you're rooting yeah. for him so much because you're just like save this character or make right by this character or do right this time and then it's like it's like JJK Jujutsu Kaisen where it's like heavy AF but then funny AF
0: you know what he I mean The like, a crap beat out of him a lot which yeah
1: is funny to
0: me yeah. a little bit
2: but like also
0: I, I guess one of the things I want to add about so he goes when he goes back in time like yeah the gang he used to be involved with um since he was in middle school has become crazy violence and doing all these horrible things and they're the cause of his middle school girlfriend's death so part of him going back in time is he wants to infiltrate the gang and then prevent them from becoming this huge all-encompassing evil force that ruins a whole bunch of people's lives but to do that he has to get his face punched in a lot
1: yeah so but he's like it is it's he's got to do a lot of self-sacrificing, you know what I mean? And like um putting himself on the limb for people. Also, I love this photo. I don't know who picked out this photo, but um, you know, Lindsay knows I love my bad boys and it's just filled with bad boys. So like bad boys obviously, and style, yeah. yeah, exactly. And they just like look great and they all got their swagger and like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's just it's a it's really, really fun. And it's just interesting to me because it was literally no, did not look interesting not to like me on your radar at, at all. At all.
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: and then it was just like the the first couple episodes were just so good. So like, if anyone's sleeping on this one, don't. I'll be honest, and Lindsay and AJ can you know vouch for me here. I usually just like action and gore and action and gore and like good fight scenes. And like, there are some fight scenes in this, but it's really more just a strong story. You know what I mean? It's like it's not like a that God of motherhood. High School. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, I'll wrap on that just saying that it's it's definitely should not be slept on. It's a great one. So
0: AJ, mm. you watched Tokyo Revengers at all, or did it just sort of nope. like okay? I guess so I guess so you know? much
1: this season. So
0: there was like, a lot
2: this season. There's a watch. lot of really
0: excellent stuff to try and choose from. That's why I've kind of fallen behind a couple weeks on some things, and then I'll like do four episodes at once to catch back up and all that other, you know, kind of stuff. But uh Tokyo Revengers has definitely been really fun we have a this week, an anime column going up about it tomorrow and it's going to be going into the next season as well. So it's not just a 12 episode thing. Like it's got another arc that's coming called like bloody Halloween. And I don't read the manga, but that sounds exciting. Sounds so. amazing.
1: It sounds <laughs> mm-hmm. great. Bloody Halloween. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. yeah. So that's what's, that's what's going on with Tokyo Avengers. If you like, I think it's a shonen jump. If you want to watch uh gangster boys, try and solve crime. Be good he time travel, he literally time travels by like bro fisting. It's really funny, so, I know. Like, like, there's no don't think about that part too hard. Like, most time travel stories, you know, that the mechanics, if you think about the mechanics too hard, you find like a weird hole in it, and then it makes your brain like a book. So, just yeah. do just know that he has his power for some reason. And when he uses the power of the bro fist, he's good. So, oh, uh, Xeno Xenon Zed said it's not shown in Jump Weekly Shown in Magazine. Sorry, those are. I always mix those two up. They're different publishers. One's Kodansha. The other's Shueisha. But I always mix them up because they sound a lot alike.
1: How dare you?
0: Sorry. Oh, my gosh. I love Sorry. that we put
1: the comments up. Okay. Yeah, Rub it in some
0: more. it in some more. Oh,
1: <laughs> gosh.
0: Now, AJ.
2: AJ <laughs> now, We never has get been anything watching. wrong on this. <laughs> I know. This AJ, show. you can't get
0: a magazine wrong on this one because it's an original. It's an original. It doesn't come from a manga. But you've been watching the second season of My Box, as everyone yes. should be. Yes. but Why should everyone be watching Megalobox season
2: two? Well, first off, you should watch Megalobox season one. And I only (laughs) preface that because it feels like it was one of those shows that had a lot of hype when it started. And then no one ever talked about it anymore, which is upsetting. But then it came back on Tsunami and people started talking about it a lot more. And yeah, this season, the way Megalobox wrapped up, because I love boxing, one of my favorite One of my other favorite shows is Hajime no I love the classic underdog story. I could watch those over and over again until the sun dies. And so here we have this old, gritty, retro-looking underdog boxing story about a guy who doesn't really have a name, and he's digging himself out of the slums because he just wants to prove that he has what it takes. I'm like, yes, (laughs) pump that right into my veins. (laughs) And it was and it was good my biggest complaint ironically was that okay it ended completely cleanly like it all yeah. it it was yeah. it was a very tight beginning middle and end so when they announced the sequel i was excited but also wait a minute <laughs> what what more is there to say and now I have the added context with the uh, wonderful interview that ANN did with the director and and uh, screenwriters, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which one you of guys. My favorite interviews. Yeah. It's great. So much interesting insight in that because you very rarely get a show in general, an anime in general, that tackles two major things. Um, one, it basically does the, okay, they happily ever after. But what comes after that? Because it's mm-hmm. not always, we always just assume he, he won and he became a legend and everything was great. And then it's like, well, now he actually has to deal with the pressures of being that legend and the responsibilities that everybody put in him. He, he can't just be reckless like he was to get to that point because then the consequences are so much heavier and they are. He loses, he, it starts five years after season one and he is in the worst place of his life. Joe, yeah. the main character, He's an alcoholic. He's constantly in pain and hallucinating. He's addicted to painkillers. He's doing dirty fights just to kind of get by. He's He has the nickname Nomad because he just wanders from place to place, doesn't really know where he wants to go. And it isn't until he comes across... Uh, he comes across a bunch of immigrants that's exactly what they are chief and his this whole community that he looks after that he refines a sense of oh okay this is what it means to kind of be a leader this is what it means to protect something maybe there's still hope for me to get back what it is that i lost and the whole series it's it's not about the fighting. I would argue Megalobox was never really about the fighting, but now it's even less so than that. It's it's more of a character study. And if you thought that Joe wasn't much of a character in the first season, season 2 fixes that completely. It's the most introspection that he's ever gotten. There's a lot of there's a lot of conversations about forgiveness and how communities relate to each other. What what does it can you allow yourself to be forgiven should others forgive you when you act recklessly and drag other people that aren't, that shouldn't be taken into certain situations, brought into certain situations? Is it their choice or is it something that you imposed upon them? And also like as an Afro-Latina, I'm Haitian and Puerto Rican, it did, talking about like the immigrant experience and how being marginalized as the other, it's it was handled very tastefully. And I like that there was a conscious effort to kind of show how some of these communities learn to fight through all of that. Because sometimes, like Joe, it's self imposed, other times it's through no fault of your own. And I did not watch the last episode, but every character is bearing some kind of burden, even the quote unquote villain uh, or the final fight of the series has a lot. Yeah, of- Mac
0: is actually a really interesting yeah. character too and he ends up being like the major rival towards the end there and he's um there's, you know, story logic behind it but they kind of set him up as almost like this guy who's struggling through like PTSD. It's it's the mm-hmm. result of like augmentation and stuff like that, but like the scenes with him and his wife and his kid were like really hard to watch. Like you know he wants to be this like father figure and this great husband and like the fighter and everything,
2: but. And he had a lot of his life kind of stripped away without even really, but that's what I mean. When you have that burden, it all kind of ties into that theme of good intentions, but placing burden and grief on people that might not have deserved it. Mm -hmm. He, he can't really live a normal life anymore. Yeah. Through no fault of his own. And you, he, and when he gets mad at his wife who did that to him, she had her own reasons for doing it because it's like, I didn't want to lose you or my kid. What, what oh other choice did spoiler I have? Spoiler alert! Spoiler so Slight alert. spoilers. I'm like, uh,
1: I'm only, I've only seen three episodes, but... Everything that you've said, like, so real talk, the first two episodes, I was like, the first episode was good. I was like, okay, okay, I'm here for it. The second episode was a little bit like fillery for me, and I I fell off. And then recently I watched the third episode, and I was like, damn it. (laughs) I was like, should have been watching this. Um, He was training chief or, like, watching chief. And um for some reason, like, I there was just a part where he was being super hard on himself. And, like, you know, like you said, he hallucinates. And, like, one of the hallucinations was, like, do you really think, like, you can get rid of, like, all of your shame and you can get rid of all of your sin by helping these people? And, like, I it hit know. me so hard. And I was just, like, I don't think we see a lot of stories. Like, we, you know, we all watch anime and there's, like, tons of great stories, whatever. But, like, I... I guess like I'd never seen a story where um, it was just like really focused on his shame. Like he really hates Mm -hmm. himself. Yeah, He Mm -hmm. hates himself so much. And I don't know if they reveal why later on, because I don't know why he hates himself so much. Like I, I, you know, I'm getting senses that someone made it might've died because of what, you know, and and I'm sorry, I hope I'm not spoiling anything, but um, it's just like, I, I like think so many people deal with so much self-hatred and that's, we find terrible ways to deal with it, you know? And so I just think that like, I was like, whoa, this got really, really heavy. This isn't yeah. just like, this guy has a has dealt with trauma and he's had a very hard life. This guy is, it, like hates himself so much, doesn't want to be here, somehow is like pushing through. And that, that was like, I was like, wow, I really want to see what, first of all, why does he hate himself so much? And how is he going to get through this? You know, and and you need to marathon the next few episodes. You're going to get your answers is what
0: I'll say, but I won't tell you how, but they definitely, they definitely go into, you know, the, the backstory that basically led him onto this, like you said, self-hatred this path of self-hatred that has also led him into self destruct, you know, self-destruction. Like Ada talked about his, uh, he's basically living off of opioids and uh, alcohol and is sort of waiting for death to take him. Like, I think that's in, like, the first or second episode where he's in that motel. Mm-hmm. And you can tell, like, he's like, maybe I'll just... You can kind of... He doesn't say it, but it's like he's considering whether he She's should like die there close. or vomit some more or, you know, and that's just mm-hmm. sort of... And then he just goes from place to place without any roots, without any family, without any connections to anyone anymore because of, you know, the hatred he's perpetuating himself. But I feel like the story is very good about being about his healing in that kind of way and how... Like AJ was saying about how he tries to.
1: Sorry, my chair. <laughs> uh,
0: tries to make amends with those that he's hurt and whether they, you know, can forgive him, whether that trust can be regained. It's kind of like what we've talked about with Endeavor a little bit in a way. Like you can make all the changes to yourself, but you, in the end, it's up to who you hurt to forgive you or not. And that's mm-hmm. one of the main themes, also, I think. But it's also lot.
1: important that you forgive yourself. Yeah. And I think that's what yeah. I this is okay like let's be honest endeavor is is awful like it's it's real hard to be like like not forgive himself yeah exactly like it's it's <laughs> like he's definitely not at that point yet like you shouldn't be like i forgive myself it's like no dude you got a lot more self work and work to do with your family before you do that but with joe you can see that like he is literally physically mentally like pushed like th- there is just like a huge deterioration going on here and so like i think for me it's like we see a lot of anime about like forgiving others and you know making amends with people but rarely have i seen an anime where you have a protagonist who hates himself so much and that's what really hooked me like i was like how is he going to get out of this how is he going to forgive himself? I think that's what made me be like, I need to watch more Megalobox. Cause I was just like, how is he going to forgive himself? And like, what did he like? I I guess you guys might know, like for me, I don't want to spoil
0: for you. Yeah. yeah. But I'm just
1: like, yeah, it seems super heavy. It's just, it's marathon
0: it. And then text me later, Jackie, and be like, Oh, Okay. Doing it tonight. I want to
2: hear too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, No, for sure. But good selection.
0: Yeah. So I want to talk about this. Uh, God, how do you even sum up Odd Taxi?
1: Odd Taxi is like not B-
0: the yeah. Exactly. Well, Odd Taxi. Yeah. Um, odd Taxi is. I guess I would call it a like a crime noir, hard boiled comedy. The writing in it is like impeccable. It's written actually by this manga creator. His uh, his work is not available in English, unfortunately, but um, it's just a very unique show. It's got like a first-time director attached to it. The studio behind it's relatively new, and the premise of it, there's a lot of first of all, there's, there's a lot of strings coming together to get to the end point. We're we're at the second to the last episode premiere today, but the main character is Otokawa, who is the walrus you see in that taxi there. Uh, um, in the key visual but anyway he's a walrus I
1: almost missed him I was like where did he go yeah he's
0: like a 40 something <laughs> year old walrus um voiced by the same person who, who voiced Tanjiro from Demon Slayer but he doesn't sound oh, anything like Tanjiro unrecognizable which, what? unrecognizable, unrecognizable. That's not Nye, know that. is completely unrecognizable in this How and funny. he's just sort of the writing is super sharp and through a series of unfortunate events he kind of gets this is from the first episode. Uh, that's Kabasawa in the back. He is a hippo who wants to be big on social media. And so all he cares about is like...
1: Going viral.
0: Yeah, going viral. That's He's introduced in the first episode. But Kabasawa, he's just a taxi driver. But he kind of gets involved with the mob on accident when this girl goes missing. So this girl goes missing and they think that she rode in his taxi. And so people want his, his dash cam footage, essentially. And... One of the people looking for the girl is this mandrill looking guy named Dobu. And he has connections with Shirakawa who's a llama that works at the clinic that Odakawa goes to. Odakawa might also be suffering from a psychotic break and we don't know for sure. Like there's a lot of speculation on Reddit for instance, that he sees everyone as animals, but really all the characters are actually human. So unreliable narrator sometimes you see him talk to his closet not really sure why is someone in the closet is he just seeing things you don't know but mostly he seems pretty like he's got his stuff together and he's pretty clever at that so we've got corrupt cops we've got a missing girl we've got the mob getting involved in trying to find her get some random dude who wins the lottery and trying to steal his money you got idols who are also playing badger games which like faking older dudes out to steal their money because they're also working with the mob. And all of this ends up coming together for it to hit the fan at once. And Odokaw was like in the middle trying to navigate it, still trying to be the good guy. So he's basically trying to outmaneuver the two opposing mob factions. One is Dobu, the mandrill I talked about. The other one is Yano, who is a porcupine who rides a razor scooter and only speaks in rhyme. They hired an actual hip hop artist to be his voice actor because that's all he does. Is He just speaks in hip hop like (laughs) all the time shout out to whoever is translating subtitling the show because they're taking the japanese dialogue and still making it rhyme and everything in english as well which is just super good but yeah um this one's on Crunchyroll and super duper duper recommended zero plot holes they've managed like i said like bring everything together in a really natural way there's not like a whole bunch of just exposition dumps to try and make get you up to speed one of my favorite parts is like there's an episode a couple episodes from the most recent where uh Odokawa actually takes a piece of paper and like, draws out the connections like cuz he's trying to explain it to another character but i'm like looking at it like oh thank god finally it's right there in front of me the yeah. character's actually drawn out all the connections between everyone and how this like heist and everything is supposed to work but yeah it's re- it's it's really good really funny uh really funny show so highly highly recommend if you haven't checked it out yet you know, come back and tell me who, who your favorite anime or animal character is. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Chris. You were able to just pull this up. Yeah. So there's Otakawa there in the middle. Uh, Kabasawa who Chris showed earlier is the hippo who he ends up becoming like a, one of those vin- vigilante YouTubers because he thinks he's going to like take down crime by like yelling into his webcam. Oh no. my um, oh, there is the emi is a, idol fanatic who wins the lottery you've got the three idols down there that are central to the missing girl plot there's a couple comedians that show up every once in a while that uh, they don't really seem to have a legit connection so much but um yeah and then you see up there in the top yano is the porcupine and then dobu the mandrill and then uh kuroda is their boss their yakuza boss and he's a taper with yakuza tattoos Oh my um, gosh.
1: Yeah. This is, I am so I'm I want to like put this out actually. I know, <laughs> me too. This is amazing. This yeah. is amazing. Very um, I am like probably five episodes in, and um, it's it's such a fascinating anime because I think one of my friends said that it rem- like each episode reminds him of like a Quentin Tarantino film. Like it's just got yes. like this really strange dialogue and very, very
2: punchy, very, yeah, very
1: awkward situations. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that you're like, yeah, And some, oh my gosh, my, one of my favorite episodes is the one between uh, Shibagaki and Baba, where, like, oh, it was Christ. just so awkward because, like, they're... Um comedians yeah and they're like they're comedians. Yeah. yeah and then they're talking and like uh shibagaki is like basically for lack of a better word beeping all over baba telling him that he's awful and all this stuff and then yes. and baba's like going through this spiral of like self-hatred and then they get a call and i don't want to spoil what happens there but it was just like one of the most injured like i was like I was so wrapped chris. up in that conversation chris oh. and um okay Maybe yeah oh here we go we're sh- we're showing uh, the... Well, <laughs> Cardin, the boss friend, characters
0: friend, a friend of mine, and he's uh, a... <laughs> this is ridiculous. News, but, <laughs> yes, but yes, uh, the, taper, the Yakuza Taper is also voiced by a voice actor who's well-known for his Yakuza uh voices and you can hear him in
1: um oh wow it's the same voice yeah, too? wow yeah, same that's guy. great yeah. that's so funny anyway it just has great great dialogue great dialogue so i'm like i i need to get caught up i think i'm like six or seven episodes in so i i but i've loved it it's a fun one for sure
2: yeah yeah AJ, are you watching i am two episodes in this oh, okay. has been a yeah. very bad month for me to keep up on seasonal stuff but i it will still
0: be there when you have time
2: so yes, like- i do want to watch it though it it definitely feels which is ironic i want to marathon it but it doesn't feel like a good show to marathon because no, feel everything like feels like, like a slow burn.
0: Yes, I feel like you could do like two to three episodes at a time, but then otherwise you should give yourself like space to like digest. Yes, everything. Yeah, like because they so did fun. the latest episode today, and it's like, oh, here's this weird connection back to a Gotcha game that was brought up like five episodes ago that involves a tiny eraser, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, I guess yes, I remember that. Everything um, yeah. is
2: important. Everything is important
0: in this show. Like everything is important in this show. So, yeah, definitely, definitely check out Odd Taxi. Super fun show. Love the
1: characters. Just, like, even this visual here. Like, they all just look so cool. It's it's a fun one.
0: Yeah. Aw. Well, I think that kind of wraps it for our uh, faves from spring. So, before we get into the latest episode of My Hero Academia, I'd like to remind everyone that we do not do spoilers on this show. Like, we're only going to talk about what happened in the latest episode, so please don't put spoilers in the chat. That makes me mad, and then you get booted from chat, and it's not fun. So let's not spoil things for people. Let's just uh, keep it to what we what we know immediately. AJ might give us a few inklings based because he's the manga, the one with the manga knowledge here. So yeah, but he's just cr- as confused as the rest of us. So
2: tricky. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna turn it over to AJ. Uh, to talk about this Christmas party and the few glimpses we've got of what the villains are up to in the background. So,
2: AJ, take it away. Okay, well, before I start, like I said, I have this uh, small written contract that I signed last time promising that probably after the next episode we'd be going into what many people have labeled the My Villain Academia arc, and I signed it in my blood, so that way you can... (laughs) Uh, sacrifice me or whatever if I was wrong. And I was wrong. So, okay. Um, Oh, Oh my God. Too funny. So, the first scene in this entire Uh, episode, and that's my dog. Even he's frustrated. Calm down, boy. It's okay. I'm upset, too. Uh, So, The episode opens up with a town just getting eviscerated. Buildings are crumbling, streets are breaking, and you just see Shigaraki almost naked walking by. He looks beat up and bloodied. He's got this big Joker smile. His hair looks whiter than usual, and he's just laughing maniacally. And it prefaces nine days ago. So this happened... I'll get to that in a second, but linearly (laughs) this happened nine days before the current events that are happening in the anime. And uh, after the opening, we cut to social media, because apparently last episode, after uh, Bakugo and Todoroki saved people a half an hour after they got their provisional licenses, yeah, they got very popular and were in a couple of interviews after that because they kind of became the talk of the town. And... Something that became progressively clear is that these two don't know how to conduct interviews and are very socially awkward in very different ways. Bakugo cannot stop talking about himself or yelling at everything and Todoroki who is we we actually kind of made jokes about this like if the uh if the My Hero kids were influencers or TikTokers what oh, would yeah. they do? That's right. This was kind of like that. Todoroki just giving very dry, basic answers. And they. it was funny that they couldn't use any of the footage of what Bakugo was saying. So they literally <laughs> just used all of Todoroki and awkwardly <laughs> cut Bakugo out of frame, which did not make him happy, but made everybody else laugh. And that was funny. But this ends up being a lead into... Uh, and we find out via a news broadcast that that city that was destroyed was called Deka City, and uh, apparently there were some casualties, but they are being very vague. Like basically, the heroes that were um, stationed at that city uh, couldn't pr- couldn't stop casualties that were happening, and they're being very vague about what happened. Mm-hmm. Even though we saw Shigaraki at the beginning of the episode, they're not sure if it was the League. They're not sure if it was some other kind of group, and they even interview some other people on the streets who are surprisingly supportive of the heroes. They're not as critical basically like, yeah, you know, I hope the heroes do their best. It's a good thing. They were there. So there weren't more casualties and they do make a point that since Endeavor has been working so hard, people are starting are less afraid. And any criticism is starting to turn into like, no, you can do this. Like we believe in you kind of thing, but they'll say that in a sense, uh, transitioning to Mount Lady showing up with uh, <laughs> with Midnight, basically. Here, got to put you down because it's very hot in here. Uh, <laughs> realizing what just happened, it's like, you kids don't know how to conduct interviews. I'm going to teach you how to conduct interviews. And we get Mineta uh, having PTSD because he did his work study with her and she <laughs> ran him into the ground because he deserves that. Uh, yes, yeah. But um, so we get a couple little cute mock interviews with some of the characters like Todoroki again very socially awkward doesn't really get sarcasm or <laughs> flirting or anything um
1: he's a good boy
2: he is a he good is boy. a
1: good boy yeah
2: <laughs> favorite <laughs> bit adorable. was adorable
1: yeah
2: he is my favorite bit was when she's like you know if you just smiled more like you'd be a, a real you'd lady killer the- You'd be a yeah. real lady killer. He's like, I don't want anyone to die. <laughs> like, oh. I know. So
1: cute. <laughs> um,
2: but, and everyone's wondering, why do we have to do these interviews? And she brings up a very good point where it's like, it's not just about saving people. It's about kind of creating a sense of safety and making sure that like, you're, you're basically celebrities. You do need to kind of know what the right thing to say is and, and extensively help create an image ostensibly for everybody. Um, so, we I, also, some- I
1: don't know if Lindsay loved this. I felt like anyone who's a big Sailor Moon fan, but when Todoroki was like shouting out his like different moves, it was giving me all the Sailor Moon vibes. It yeah. was like, I wrote them down Heaven piercing ice wall flash freeze heat wave and flash force fist and i was literally like this is out of a sailor moon episode right now like Like, i I
0: can come up with like the imagery for it and everything
1: exactly and so i was like i just wanted to cut you off quickly to just be like dude any sailor moon fan was like wigging out like i was like oh my god i love it it was so cute so
0: we went on um Aaron Higginbotham wrote that Todoroki seems autistic coded. I actually had a similar opinion after I watched the episode because he just reminded mm-hmm. me of kids that like I've known who are on the spectrum who are who are similar in that kind of way um, and yeah just part of what also makes him such a good boy is like he's just a good kid so he's such yeah. much a good
1: kid that's and then he had to do his interview with too. Bakugo,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Who is like probably ADHD and who knows what else? You know what I mean? Like, what a duo right there. Seriously, yeah. I like
0: how he still said that they were friends though. Like, like I, know. You know, I know. He said that they were friends. I was like, what makes you think that we're friends? And he's like, because we hang out together and we did stuff together. <laughs> <That's>
1: uh, <laughs> so, oh, okay. okay. I mean, so cute. <laughs> they're like literally my I. I know people wouldn't pair them, and I think that's why I absolutely like love seeing them interacting. You know, because it's just yeah. like Todoroki is so just sweet and kind. But it's like Todoroki is different than um like Ada. You know, like I feel like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a I don't know. Todoroki just has his own vibe, and it was just like so sweet and innocent. I think it's like just so yeah. innocent. He's supposed to be kind of sheltered because of
0: his upbringing. Yeah, yeah. Also, expect like some of his reactions to be that way. Like. Um, as far as like maybe not picking up on on flirting or certain kinds of sarcasm, yeah. But, but regardless, yeah, that was definitely uh, he was kind of the highlight of the of the episode for me. But
1: one more point, you know, yeah. who killed it during the interview section, and I knew that he would was Tokuyami. my Evo boy Tokayami. He had the best <laughs> answer by a landslide. I was like, you go. You go, you kill it. Like I wrote it down. It's there's no glory for one who knows no darkness. I was just like, drop the mic. There's nobody else show up to the mic. Like Such it's just.
2: It's he's funny. A good emo he's,
0: kid at the same time he's like. He's definitely like channeling like his Batman there for a second. Only you know he's a kid, so a hundred percent. Like, like yeah, you do not know the darkness. Darkness. Don't. <laughs> then you won't recognize the light. And you're like, okay,
2: yeah, all right. I just he's loved only it. in the dark.
1: <laughs> I know. He's just he's just so great. I actually I found that part really cute. And yeah. uh, you know we we've discussed in the past that like sometimes the filler can be really annoying, but I actually found them all kind of like showing off their personality a little bit, like really endearing and adorable so and then yeah. they got
0: to have a Christmas party maybe their last yeah. good party ever and Ari showed up and she had all of her holidays wrong but yeah. almost mm-hmm. more importantly like Aizawa is best dad yes best dad dad to Shiso dad there he like shows up and he's like alright tell people Merry Christmas and she's like trick or treat oh. <laughs> no it's the wrong holiday <laughs>
2: and then she does the, the bean
0: one which is a Japanese holiday about mm-hmm. where you throw beans at Oni. Yeah. yeah. how
1: fun that's
0: what she was doing when she said like demons in demons out that's uh you're supposed to take oh. beans and like throw them out your um i think it's on your doorstep is what that's about so that's what she was,
1: yeah oh my Aww. gosh this photo and that holiday song slapped by that the way was I, was like, it was good, right? I was like it's so cheesy but i just loved it i was like i'm here for it also she was handing out easter eggs which i was yes. just like mm-hmm. you were just just stop. You're just, yeah. it was a very, y'all know, I do not like filler episodes. This is actually really cute. Even yeah. though it was Christmas in June, Yeah. but you yeah. know, it's fine. It's anime folks. It's anime. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say to that. But then <laughs> AJ,
0: you can enlighten us a little bit about why we're having Christmas in June. So yeah. the reason What's we're not on? getting our, 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 villain, our villains and, and whatnot
2: is because why? Uh... Okay, I can only speculate, and this is kind of what a lot of people have been talking about, uh, and even people in chat have been talking about this because it's it's a, we did not expect this. Um, like I said, this we skipped we kind of skipped an arc. Okay, skipped more like we're rearranging things because it'd be really weird if they just straight up skip this arc. They shouldn't, considering yeah. all of the stuff that it's supposed to eventually lead into. And a lot of people say, some people are saying it's because of the movie. So we we did get another trailer for the movie, and the the trailer is highlighting specifically uh, Todoroki, Deku, and Bakugo. Yeah, And some people speculate that the reason why they're making the – extensively, we're going into the Endeavor internship arc, because towards the end of this episode – uh, well, more like in the middle, but it gets paid off at the end. We see a lot of the teachers kind of sitting around talking about the events that happened in the city and how a lot of hero agencies are requesting more student training programs. And they're like, which I think hey. is kind of messed up. Yeah, it's a little like, bit
0: like they're like, hey, we're short on short on heroes because the villains are decimating whole cities. Can you give us some more fresh blood, like quicker? We need some of those kids. And I'm like. Mm-hmm
2: you doing you can't
0: do
2: that stop but and they specifically point out that the main hero agency which is who hawks works for um they they're keep they are deliberately keeping details about the attack vague and they're the ones kind of help putting through the request so they're like oh is this like a subtle way of saying that they're understaffed what do we do and they kind of jump around and say like well they got to if, if stuff is happening, they got to be ready. And there's only so much we can kind of teach them here. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get some discussions with some of the kids. Interesting moment with Bakugo where they're like, oh, are you going to go work with Best Genest? And turns out Best Genest is missing.
1: Yeah. And, oh, I God. was really
0: shocked to see that. I mean, we don't yeah. know. like, Because Bakugo right. knows that because
2: it was mentioned he read He TV. read it in the
0: paper. Yep. I read it uh, in the paper. Yeah. He saw it on the news that Best Genus is missing.
2: And I'm like, what? Hmm which is the first yeah, we're hearing about real. this so far. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Last we heard, he was, um, it was at the end of the last season when they were doing the uh, the rankings. He was, I think he's still ranked number three, but he didn't show up at the ceremony because he was still recovering. Um, okay. But now he's gone missing. And you Suspicious. see like Bakugo, like kind of thinking about that. And he's weirdly enough, because the kid, the other kids ask him, I guess they don't know. And he doesn't be like, don't you know he's missing? He just kind of walks away while they're trying to shove him into a Santa costume, which was cute. Um <laughs> oh my god,
1: that was so In the cute. manga,
2: I think they actually succeed in doing that. But it happens kind of off-panel. And um <laughs> yeah, but and Deku is like, Well, I wanna work at Night Eye's agency again, but turns out that without him there, without Night Eye there, they're kind of at wit's end doing yeah. all the work because my dad did a lot of the work himself uh so they don't have time to take me and gran torino won't take me again so i'm not sure what to do right. and so the end of the, the episode ends with basically Todoroki saying hey do you want to work for the number one hero i'm gonna go work for my dad again i'll bring you two along with me and that's where the episode ends which leads us into what is known as the endeavor internship arc which to be fair is not a long arc it's more of a transition arc, if you want to call it that, into another big arc, which a lot of us are expecting for season six. But here's, like I said, here's the thing. And Jackie, you weren't really around when I was talking about this, so I'll I'll try to repeat myself. So the next arc that was in the manga, the next arc that was supposed to come after the the, uh, class 1A versus class 1B thing, was supposed to be an arc that focused on the villains it's a lot of people have dubbed it my villain academia and it happens concurrently timeline wise with what was happening at what was happening during the the training so, so the idea was
0: like this is what the villains were doing while all the kids well, were at just, the same time we're just so both
1: events were happening at the yeah. same time yeah. okay so it's just showing the other side yeah, exactly. What they were doing. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's almost
2: like, oh, what were the villains doing this whole time? And then we cut mm-hmm. to them and we strictly focus on them for a whole arc. I got really
0: excited when Adrian told me that this was going to happen.
2: Oh, yeah. That yeah. sounds
0: amazing. Right. I mean, yeah.
1: no offense, but. And it is. Yeah, this last arc has not been the most thrilling, to say the least. But yeah, no, so that would be that's... really cool to see. Yeah.
2: That's why I say it's basically that was supposed to be the calm before the storm because the storm was to super- be that arc, once that arc happens, like, a lot of people said, been said, like, oh, the series doesn't have enough plot, there aren't enough events that are moving forward. That is basically a major character arc, but it also propel, being vague, but also kind of propels the bigger stuff that is supposed to happen, basically leads into the main inciting incident of the series. Mm -hmm. So when that arc ended... And we immediately went into this yeah. because at the end of the last episode, I'm like, oh, the preview will probably be for the villain arc. And then we saw it was for this. I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) And then we got an official release for this episode and a PV for this next arc. And I'm like, oh, what? Why? Why are we doing it like this? And mm-hmm. I've heard so many different opinions about this. Like I said, the the main theory right now is that it's supposed to tie into the movie. Um, the so which comes well, out in August. August, yeah, like yeah. like early to mid August. Uh, the third trailer for it just came out. I still know, we still know like all the full details of it, aside from the fact that apparently Deku gets framed for murder, which is funny. Um, <laughs> oh my <God>. and <laughs> By the way, we
1: didn't talk about Deku's awful interviewing skills, which is exactly what he would be like, but that's all i got to say. It's like, that would be Deku, and it was so cute. But anyway.
2: And we do get another instance with um, him kind of training to... um, First off, kudos to the voice actor, because I did not expect him to sound like that when I read the manga. It was very... I thought it was going to be a bit more stuttery, but instead it was very quiet and to the point. Which was cute. <laughs> Even the visual gag was he was basically rigid like a bunch of Legos. Even his name it was, was sort of in Legos above. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there was another joke that wasn't re- that was kind of framed differently in the manga. So he tries to, so he tries to visualize the new quirk that he got, black whip. He's like, yeah, okay, he makes it like fizzle out. Yeah, it fizzles yeah, out. That was So cute. It's like yeah, the it thing is, that that shot of him putting out his arm like it's all framed the same way in the manga but it looks intense but then the next panel is it kind of like dwindling out so it's yeah. supposed to be kind of a joke in that way yeah here that gets lost a little bit because immediately after it comes up the sound effect they added to it made it sound like it was just like puttering out and it reminds like, me
0: of those fireworks <laughs> that aren't really fireworks you just light them they're called snakes right and it's just it's just yeah that's like, exactly how it sounded random. like yeah, I and mean, it makes a noise similar to that just like <sighs> <laughs> so very being that, unimpressive amazing. to say the least
1: yeah, yeah
0: they were unimpressive as, as a child too
2: so mm-hmm. so that was very cute and but yeah the next arc is it's not long I don't think it'll be more than maybe three episodes and it's mostly uh, Endeavor figuring certain things out and things being set up for the next major arc while Bakugo, Deku and Todoroki have some character building. stuff. But don't going you think on. this
0: arc then will probably end differently? Cause it's got to lead into the villain arc instead. Cause instead of leading into the following arc that it did in the manga, like it doesn't really make sense.
2: <laughs> that's, that's the weird thing. That that is the weird thing. Well, first off, let me just say like why people theorize that this is tied into the movie. Um, It's like a continuity thing, because if we go right into the villain arc, that's probably going to be a good handful of episodes and we will already be in August at that point when the movie comes out. Mm -hmm. So if you're an anime only watcher and you're in the middle of this arc... And then we suddenly go to the movie where it, the weird. three of them are into, it would be a bit weird. My counter to that, they've never cared about the continuity before right. at this point. So why are they about The other movies it weren't
0: necessary. Like it wasn't necessary yeah. to have seen like, yeah. Like, Cause they were they, like, Oh, they're just going off to an Island for a little while or, you know, yeah, oh, they're just at this skyscraper party. And like,
2: the, yeah. Well, the weird thing is the movies fit in the series. Yeah. Like, they're not necessary. They're self-contained, but you can be like, oh, this takes place in between these arcs. This okay. takes place in between these arcs. The problem is if we want to look at it continuity-wise in in, in uh, alongside the anime that's airing, they never cared about that. For example, the first movie came out, I think it was in the middle of season three. They even okay. had an episode dedicated to promoting the movie. When in reality oh, no, the we movie, got some of the
0: all-night backstory, like his younger days. Yeah. Stuff.
2: Like yeah. him in him in America. But yeah. they had a weird, a random filler episode in the middle of an arc just to promote the movie. And yeah. then you watch the movie, and you're like, oh, this takes place after this season. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the second movie takes place after season five. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, if you only watch the anime and you pay attention, there are things in the movie that spoil you. Like yes, you see, yeah. Endeavor's scar in the movie. We get introduced to Hawks for the first time in animation in the movie. There's a mad so scientist like,
0: character in it. There's some Domu stuff in it. Yeah, the yeah. mad
2: scientist guy we're not supposed to see. Yeah, yet still. Yeah. So yeah. if if they were worried about spoiling people, I don't know why they suddenly care now. Another That's theory people have is um is staff and budget allocation. Mm-hmm. Because Mm -hmm. this isn't going to be an overly anim, it's not an intense. Well, like the next episode looks like it's going to be well animated, and there is like a a good fight sequence in it. But compared to, I guess maybe the stuff that they want to do, it's there's a lot. Let me just say there's a lot of moving parts in the villain arc, so maybe they want to allocate their resources to that. My final theory, and this is, I guess we'll have to see how it's framed in the next episode. Is there are some things directly informed by what happened in that villain arc
0: right that, that i would assume would apply to this endeavor arc but right. you don't have, you know, my only watchers
2: won't have that context right and that can be fun especially when you look at some of the things with hawks because we okay. know that hawks is he's the spy he's been trying to get in with the villains right and yeah. we don't know why yeah. That does kind of get spoiled in the villain arc, like what exactly his motivation is. But now it's still kind of kept a secret. So when he does more shady... So if you're a manga reader, you read it all linearly, and you get to the shady stuff that he does during this arc, you kind of already know why he's doing it. But I guess for anime-only watching fans, oh, okay, like you won't really... You don't really know what you still don't know what his angle is. It, it does bring range. up some
0: interesting questions too, just from what we've seen in the last two episodes, because we know that he's been talking with like Dobby and and things like that, and we also know that entire city was destroyed. And it's like, did he know that that was going to happen ahead of time? Did they know, that, Did they allow that city to be destroyed for some reason because there's a yeah. bigger end game? I don't know. I'm just like throwing shit out there. I don't read the manga, but like, why? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was just I'm just curious, like how much. Hawks knows from what he's doing and what that has to do with the events that we've seen taking place in the background on TV and, and stuff like that. Like, does he know where genist is? Does he, you know, there's all, all kinds of stuff that he might know, I guess.
1: I feel like they could have written this and gone back and forth between the villain arc and this like training arc or whatever the heck you want to call it one B versus one A arc. And that would have been a hell of a good time. That would have been a really good season to watch and a very big missed opportunity to be honest. Um, Because like, then you could have literally, I would have enjoyed seeing the little like training class one A versus class one B bits, but then at least like you'd still have the action and the intensity of what was going on with the villain arc. And like, and the I whole time
0: you'd be like, oh my god, I can't believe that's happening. They don't yeah. even know. They don't even know. Sort of. Yeah, I that's really possible. feel like this yeah. is a
1: missed opportunity, writing-wise. And honestly, like I have voiced my frustration about um <laughs> the beginning of the season quite a bit, but um, you know, like it is what it is. But uh, I do hope that things start to heat up soon. I he, they started it off showing a Hawks and Dobby. So I was like, you know, now we just like haven't seen anything about them. And like you said, now they're dropping this genus stuff. Like to me, it's just I don't know. The Endeavor
0: thing. I saw someone in the chat say that they only suspect, and this would kind of make sense with what you're saying, AJ, uh, the Endeavor thing to be like two or three episodes, which would be enough time to fill up July, which would then, you know, if you go three to four episodes, it fills up July. And then you have the, if I'm remembering correctly, the MHA movie opens early August. And then Mm -hmm. after the movie drops, we could go into the villain arc for the remainder of August and September.
2: That does just kind of lead me to concerns a little bit because this this season is supposed to be I think twenty five episodes, twenty four uh, or twenty uh, five. Yeah, somewhere around there. Two cool. Or... Yeah. Um, I don't speak French, but too cool. I'll have to go back and and check out exactly how this arc ends because my biggest thing is uh, to someone in the chat say it can be more suspenseful for anime only watchers, and that's true. It can be more suspenseful if like you don't if you only look at it from the perspective of. Oh, what are these little details that's going on? And maybe I'm just like bitter because I have the bias of the manga to be like, that's not I'm not like a manga purist. If you want to like if you want to rearrange it, you can. I'm just more questioning why. I'm more questioning why. And these are my two things. One, will the villain arc suffer because of this? Because I think you can end the season on the villain arc. Like, it would be a strong, potent thing to end the season on. And then there'll be no more happy days for, for the rest of the... ever. Um, But then the question... But now my question is, you have to... Because you're going in... Because you're not... Because you're going... Originally in the manga, you're going linearly. And then you're breaking off to show, hey, here's what is happening at the same time. And then... Everything kind of diverges at a single point. Here, it's we're going to keep going linearly, and at some point, there's going to be have to be something that's going to make us flashback all the way back there, just to get context. I wonder what the inciting thing is going to be. That, like, narratively, what are they going to do to flash us back to the to the villain arc, ostensibly?
1: And missed opportunity.
2: Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm very i can sort of see the benefits but it feels more unnecessary than anything else and i think that's this is kind of an instance where outside elements in this case maybe the movie or, or production everything is informing is informing it i don't this doesn't feel like it was a deliberate choice for the sake of making the story more coherent i guess you saying feels, that
0: capitalism did this aj
2: potentially (laughs) i don't know Uh my hero because here's the thing my hero's production has suffered at times because the movies are made around the same time as the seasons and they don't really outsource them they more so just split up their production team and the Mm -hmm. fact that the animation has stayed this consistently good like we've had one good animated sequence like every episode and a half Which is more than I can say for the overhaul arc, where we had that whole fight that was done in stills between Uh Mirio and Overhaul, or uh, some of the stuff that I think, if I remember correctly, happened during. Corrected in post. Like I don't. I didn't go back and check, but
0: I mean, we'd only find out if you'd probably bought the home video, so that's true the to get to like the blu-ray and then look at it or
2: they might have updated it on funimation's website because they tend to update it with oh, the most recent so. footage okay. um okay. but yeah it because the, the overall overhaul arc did kind of suffer a little bit from that and i'm like okay uh, i feel like there was a better way this could have been done and jack know, jackie Lindsay, you and me talked about this last time where maybe the pacing for the when the last arc ended and we're like Oh, that could have been a bit shorter, but Mm -hmm. they probably needed to specifically fill a certain amount of episodes because they only have some, they have a specific amount of time allocated per season. So you sometimes need to stretch a a few things out and everything. Um, But if the whole story was all done and you could just keep making episodes and you didn't have to worry about meeting a seasonal quota, maybe you could, could have tightened everything a lot better or done what fruits basket is doing. And because that rearranges some things too, but you don't really get a sense that you're missing out on anything in that series because all the context and what everything is building up to is already kind of there. This is still an ongoing story. But- what
1: kind of annoys me is like, so they're rearranging this now and they couldn't have done better with class 1A versus class 1B. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't mean to keep on driving that home, but it's like... <laughs>
2: I don't know, man. True, this
1: yeah, next a... arc better hit. That's all I'm going to say. It better just like punch me in the face and be so good. Make I mean, Attack on Titan look like
0: and I think Attack, more, Attack
1: on Titan
2: that's what? Makes it so is upsetting. It feels well? personally
0: responsible for our lack of enjoyment. No, I'm wondering if, um, a little at the very least, maybe we might get some more of that good like Todoroki Endeavor interaction stuff that we got from the beginning since they're going to be hanging out with him. Um, my final thought on that is like he should not be responsible for any children at any point in time. Yeah, real but, talk. Uh, oh. I guess no one knows. I guess that's the thing. is like, Nobody knows that he's not father of the year, so they give him child interns to train, which is the exact last thing I think Endeavor should
1: be responsible for. I can't wait to see how he, he and Bakugo interact. Like, that- I feel like that is going to be awful. Or good? <laughs> or amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are the other? I mean, like I feel like they're going to kill each other like that ain't gonna like that's a very toxic situation to be walking into and yeah. poor Deku's gonna be traumatized and Todoroki's already just like out of it when it comes to that stuff I think he just disassociates he's like I just don't want to be here so that's, like, you know what this might be a very interesting next few episodes of right that's <laughs>
0: true yeah it could still be very interesting in a different way I was also yeah. thinking that like I don't know I get the impression that Endeavor has probably been talked to enough by his own family or whatever that he might be especially guarded to make sure that he's not being an awful human being mm. during this so that might be good in general as far as like not scarring but i feel like bakugo would be a challenge for him like personality wise i feel like they would definitely <laughs> be a challenge oh my gosh we didn't talk I, hope I know bakugo dunks on him constantly if i'm honest like i hope he just like Absolutely yeah. I you know yeah. what? I
1: can actually see their interactions being like I can see just Bakugo running his mouth and in Denver just being like so annoyed and just not responding but just like being on fire <laughs> on inside just being like you like wanting to do something probably wanting to crush shit. Bakugo exactly exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But um I know we all love and hate Bakugo so much but I actually we didn't talk about this, but I thought it was kind of an interesting moment when he was with Genus and uh, Genus was like brushing his hair.
2: Oh, yeah. And, uh, he
1: was like, you know, um, you haven't been able to see like outside of yourself yet, you know? And it, it was like, and you could tell that that hit him. I think it, for me, as a ghost, stan, I think it hit him a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that uh, I, I don't, it's very interesting to me because we don't know a lot about their backstories, with exception to Todoroki. Like Todoroki had a very dark, traumatizing childhood. And then um Deku had like a very wonderful mother. I don't think we've ever met his father, right? We haven't. Yeah. Actually, we don't know no. anything about yeah. him. The manga hasn't either,
2: if I remember right. He's I... alive. Yeah. He, he's he's not a he's not dead. And but is he, dead beat? is he a deadbeat? Is he a deadbeat? That's what I was like. No, was like, it's okay. it's kind of the classic. He's off working somewhere, but we don't overseas know overseas or something. Which happens like
1: in anime all the time. Yeah, yes. yeah. But I,
2: but for Bakugo, I'm just like his mom seems
1: nice. His mom seems nice, and his dad seemed nice. So I'm just like it's just kind of interesting to me. I'm just his like mom's what, intense. His <laughs> mom's intense. You know what? It could be like him trying to learn how to outshine his mom. If we want to just get into some sort of deep trauma self-work shadow work that he's got to do i don't know but it's just like i just thought it was really like when bakugo has so much fire and passion and we know that he's not like he can be selfish but he does deep down i think care about the greater good because he could have gone and be he could have been a villain right. you know what i mean and he could have been like a high up villain like they would have loved him you know what i mean um, exploded everything forever. yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. but um I just, I just, like, I think why I like Bakugo so much is because it's kind of this Megalobox thing where I'm like, what's the long game here? You know what I mean? Like, he can't be like this. Like, there's got to be something redeeming in the long run. You know what I mean? And uh, I don't know, hopefully I'm not proved wrong. Otherwise, I'm gonna have to throw away all this Bakugo gear.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Before we end, I also remember that, I think in this episode, they set Bakugo up to, like, reveal what his hero name is gonna be because like he was during that conversation with genus he's like what's your hero name and he told him what they were and you know they were all ridiculous and then explosion uh,
1: murder was in all of them explosion murder (laughs) king
0: explosion murder (laughs) man you know all that other kind of stuff and then I think he
2: made like a promise or something with genus about when yeah when you uh, when you find your hero he said your hero name should be something that like inspires people and uh I look forward to the, when you find out what your hero name is, come back to me, because I really want to hear it. And, and that felt like foreshadowing. You can tell oh. that he he want. I think he wanted to keep that promise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But now, and man. now he's
0: missing. You know, now Genus is missing. He can't go back and find him
2: Yeah, and tell
0: him what his hero name is. So I was just wondering, like,
1: Genius. man, I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna, uh, I don't know if they've already revealed it
2: in the manga or not, but uh, workshop some, some hero names. For they they have, but like, oh, they have but um i I won't say what it is they they have revealed it but it is a nice i completely forgot that yeah that is that is kind of a a turning point for see moments like this make me think oh yeah maybe he is getting better because even if he's not when he's not talking and he's just thinking to himself yeah contemplating i can i can see the gears in his head and i'm like oh you really do care like he yeah. needs to stop talking <laughs> i know
1: he does oh my gosh when he was doing his interview and he was like i forgot it was like something like shut up and follow me i was just like fuck
2: next well but that's not a bad thing to say endeavor <laughs> said something similar and even mount lady was like oh when you're by yourself okay that's not a bad <laughs> thing to say
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you he just, just get on no edge no. when you're with other people <laughs>
1: Yeah. I don't know. I, I, but Adrian, that was a really good point that like, you know, people, you know, we had, we had a long discussion about is Bakugo really developing? Is he really evolving? And um, it's interesting because like, he didn't talk, he didn't reflect on that moment, but you saw that moment and you felt, you felt that it had an impact on him. You yeah. know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so I think like, it was funny because like at the beginning of um you know, before this episode even started the in and after show, um, episode, uh, we were all talking and I like, you know, AJ was more fired up about me than me about like it being fillery. And it was kind of like, I don't know, like it was very fillery. I mean, hello. it had a holiday song. Like that's like, <laughs> enough said, you know, Yeah, but, um, there were some really, really strong moments in this, but again, it's definitely not, not there yet. Like I I'm hoping that this season brings a big punch. Cause like, I'm still waiting for it, but I don't know. It had what? some good moments for sure. One of the things that I'm kind of excited about is that now AJ
0: doesn't know what's going to happen either. And so Yay! we're all going to go into each episode being like, how are they going to do this? How did they do this? What did they change? And that kind of does make for, at least in my opinion, it's going to make for some exciting discussion going forward, just figuring yeah. out how they've rearranged this because we don't know exactly what their playbook is. So
2: For uh, me, yeah, it's like, I, where's Waldo? Are you <laughs> all the way caught up with the manga? Um, I'm caught up to the beginning of the current arc uh i'm not 100 percent up so i'm like maybe 15 chapters behind um i still need to be catch up i've actually been going back and rereading some things for con because when all of this happened i had the biggest anxiety attack like <laughs> oh fuck wait i don't remember it <laughs> happening like this and i went so back like gaslighting, and I gaslighting like-
0: yourself like this doesn't happen this way or am i just misremembering oh my god i gotta go
2: Check it again sort of thing. The My Hero Kids aren't the only ones dealing with (laughs) inferiority complexes and stuff. (laughs) Uh, But no, I did go... So I've been going back and rereading some of the manga. And now... And I actually am thankful that I'm doing that because now kind of comparing it to the... You're right. It is a fresh experience because I don't know what's going to happen next. But it's also for two reasons. I don't know how much they're going to cover each episode. And two i'm i'm curious what they're omitting from each episode there was a lot more in this episode in the manga that they cut out for the sake of not having too much be informed from the previous arc so i wonder how that's going to be restructured and how that's going to look who knows maybe by the end of this all i'll be like oh wow yeah that was actually better it made way more sense to frame everything this way and maybe i'm putting the cart before the horse it's just one of those things where I need, I I need to be convinced. Yeah, but I'm yeah. also gonna moan for a little bit. So I'm sorry, but it's all right. Yeah, it's all right. This is, uh, <laughs> I just have so many questions.
0: <laughs> a- we all do. We all, we all do. do. We <laughs> all do. So, all right. I think with that, we'll um, we'll end today's show. I want to thank AJ and Jackie for being here with me again this week. It was so nice to have all three of us together again. And don't forget, guys, you want to be back here on Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for the Trailer Watch Party. It'll be me and ProZD, a.k.a. Sungwon Cho. And we're going to watch all of them, all of the trailers. So make sure to show up for that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So, Yay. yeah, look at this. I made this. I have... so
1: good. You're so good at making graphics. I'm mediocre, but it's no, she's definitely not. She's the best good. thing I've made. It's
2: really cute.
1: It and is so. adorable. <laughs> Love it.
0: All right. So, anyway, we'll see you guys (laughs) next week, but also on Wednesday, but next week as well. Bye. Look at the files in a comic show. Oh, yeah. Make to meet Annika.